This week on Ultra 64, it's on 64 like Donkey Kong 64. Because that's what we're playing. See, do you get it? It's a thing. Hi everybody, we're on Ultra I 64. See you. I hi, Woody. Hi. hi. Oh my God, we have such a full room today. Oh my full room, full hearts, can't lose. My name is Steve Gunley. I am Second Banana Woody Siskowski. <laughs> and we are very happy to welcome back the attempted murder, Neil and Rosie Crow. Ah, I see what ah, you get did it? there. Murder, yeah, yeah. murder yes. of crows. Yeah, it's Rosie Crow okay. here. And Chunky Kong Neil Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Already very, laying like, claim to our favorite Kongs. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. We're, we're very happy to have them returning. It's Thanks been a while since yeah. uh, Snowboard Kids was the last time you guys oh, yeah. were on. So, I've uh, just been snowboarding the whole time. Have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. the kids. Oh, yeah. In the mountains. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I'm very glad you guys could be here to talk about... Man, this is one of the biggest games we played. And I'm not just talking about big because... It's a big title or a popular title. I mean, this game is fucking huge. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's basically Skyrim for N64. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't ported Skyrim to N64. Like the, if you mix like Skyrim with Banjo Kazooie, it's I guess. huge. It's ridiculous. And we're also talking about a big, important aspect of gaming history with Donkey mm. Kong. So uh, we oh, have yeah. just so much to cover today. So you know what? I'm diving right into it. Like, I just missed a vine and fell into the water. Which we did many a time. Yeah. (laughs) So, for a lot of people, uh, and correct me if you guys disagree or everything like that, I feel like this game was the moment that Rare jumped the shark. (gasps) I feel like this is the moment (laughs) The crows are in in anger and in in shock. This is the moment where their formula just became overwhelming. Like, they tried to do entirely too much, and then it was just kind of all downhill from there. I mean, they still made some good games after this, but they were yeah. never quite as popular uh, uh, after this. I think I think um, you're, you're jumping ahead a little bit into yeah. how we feel about this game, but I feel like this game is sort of a natural end point. I just went to a arts lecture. Mm. Um, they were talking about James Joyce and how uh, Finnegan's Wake was the natural evolution of modernism. Okay. And, like... Once they realized, once Samuel Beckett realized he had hit the end of modernism, he decided the thing to do was to start stripping back. And so I feel like Donkey Kong 64 is basically the Finnegan's Wake of 3D platformers because they just kept adding more and kept adding more. And it just, like you said, it became overwhelming because who's ever read Finnegan's Wake? This, uh, I bet more people have finished Donkey Kong 64 than have read Finnegan's Wake. Hands down the most erudite and intelligent <laughs> thing that's ever been said on this show. Yeah, uh, I, I have not, it I was, actually makes a lot of sense as someone who was at that lecture, so yeah, two yeah. people in the room agree. No, you kind of nailed it. I think yeah. that's really that's really interesting because, I yeah. I have no idea what he's talking about, so I'm just going to shake my head and agree anyway. There we go. That's, that's, that's my That's how most that's people approach theory. Joyce. So, you know, the, the 3D platformers from Rare of all often been criticized just for having being too much of collect-a-thons and too much backtracking and just yeah. kind of too cutesy and samesy. I, I call games like that kind of like scavenger hunt games. A little bit, I think yeah. that's what they're kind of about. It's like giving you this big, beautiful, wacky world to explore. So 
they try to put out all these different objects and collectibles and stuff for you to find just to give you an excuse to look at every nook and cranny. Yeah. I think that's a good I think that's a good uh, term because like Super Mario 64 sort of popularized this genre. Uh-huh, but yeah. I think of Super Mario 64 and Banjo-Kazooie, which was sort of the first rare one of these, to yeah. be pretty different. Because even though they're both 3D platformers, Mario is much heavier into jumping on stuff, whereas, like Neil said... Banjo-Kazooie and these other rare games are more of just run around and collect stuff. Exploration and, yeah. There's not much combat. There's not too much, like, precise jumping. Yeah, in Mario 64, you didn't have to collect all your abilities. You just, you had everything you you needed right off the bat. Absolutely. But in these games, you have to, like, collect new power-ups and abilities and stuff as you play to fully explore the game. I think, Steve, this would be a great time if you told us all the things that we had to collect in this game. Cause I, we, I will get to that. Yeah. I've okay. got we, need to learn, we need to learn the history. Oh, but, sorry, but, sorry, right. sorry. History. Yeah, sorry. I will say, like, we've, we've talked about these in the past before and how they're kind of useless, but this does hold a Guinness Gamers World Record <laughs> for most collectibles in a game. And I don't think anything's touched this or wanted to touch those this. Yeah, no one's weird, actually wanted to break that. Those are such stat. weird books when you yeah. see clearly the ones in there that are sponsored by like a specific thing. Like most people online concurrently in a FIFA game, like <laughs> FIFA 2016. You're like, thanks EA. The special for- Guinness Award for Ratitude goes to Halo, sponsored by Halo. Yeah. yeah. So all right, let's let's back up. Let's take okay. a trip. Through time. Here we go. Uh, the original Donkey Kong was created by Shigeru Miyamoto, the legend, the OG, in 1981. And it's considered one of the best, if not the best, of the original generation of arcade games. It's I love original Donkey Kong. That was Kong. my birth year. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A good year. You beat me by a little bit. Uh, but uh, So it's... Not only was the game massively popular in its own right, but it introduced the world to the character of Jumpman, later renamed Mario, later who went renamed on Captain Wacky, <laughs> Captain Wacky, <laughs> who uh, you know he he would go on to headline one or two obscure little games yeah, of his own. You may have heard of him. Yeah. So uh, some historians credit Donkey Kong with being the first video game to have a narrative, but I feel like that's kind of debatable because. It has at least as much narrative as Pac-Man does, yeah, was like, yeah. which came out a year earlier, What's like with those little cutscenes. Narrative of Pac-Man. They have those little cutscenes in between where, like, the they're, they're yeah, meeting. But what is Pac-Man trying to achieve? He's trying to avenge his father. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I missed, I missed, I missed that. Okay. But I mean, then you have that, like you have like checks out. you have like implied narratives in games like Space Invaders or Defender or Missile Command stuff okay. like that. So this is getting into a whole semantic argument, which you might be up for right now, Mr. <laughs> Finnegan's Wake. But it's a whole semantic argument about what constitutes a narrative. But some people think that Donkey Kong, with its clear goals and its story and its hero yeah, and its character to rescue, that yeah, Pauline, the person you're trying to Mario's girlfriend, she says help. She you says can help. help. Yeah, yeah, there's there's dialogue. She's the one you have to rescue yeah so um you know that's that's all semantic territory but uh regardless donkey kong was a huge cultural and financial success it had the massive impact it hit really big became a worldwide phenomenon and spawned four sequels in two years uh like many classic arcade franchises the series went dormant for a bit after the games industry crash of 83 and there were no new games for the franchise uh, until 1994 when we got the double whammy of uh, Donkey Kong for Game Boy and Donkey Kong Country. Well, and just to say yeah. a really obvious thing, it's worth noting that Donkey Kong is the villain in, yes. in, Do- in Donkey Kong. You play as Jumpman slash Mario. And so when Donkey Kong came back in Donkey Kong Country, he was now your main character. Yes. Well, well don't forget Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong Jr. is a dark turn. Be- 
What? That's a dark turn for the series. Mario yeah, exactly. kidnaps Donkey Kong yeah. so and is selling him. Donkey Kong I'm assuming for like the princess you have to save. Yeah, and the one you're playing as is Donkey Kong Junior. And then you have the really weird Donkey Kong Three where you play as Stanley the Bug Man. And you're just shooting. That's actually his name. That's his name, Stanley the Bugman. And you're shooting uh, like pesticides Bug? into Donkey Kong's crotch <laughs> yeah. as he's trying to climb down. And you're just boop, 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 boop. I don't know anymore when Steve tells me truth. This is true. You guys, I remember this game. I've okay. seen it before. I just okay, didn't know he was named Stanley the Bugman. I've been told this a lot. I think this either. this means I need to reevaluate my choices. <laughs> no, like, I believe you know, A few you people say. have told me like I don't know if you're being serious or not, or if you're just lying to me again. No, but this is real. So the Game Boy Donkey Kong, I think it's one of the best games for that oh, system. Oh, I played that one. Uh, that was, I beat it. That was a great game. I love it. It totally subverts your expectations because I got it years after the, it was popular. So I did. I just thought I was getting like a Game Boy port of Donkey Kong. I'm like, that's all I want. That's fine. You beat those first four levels and all of a sudden it turns into this really expansive, really creative puzzle platformer game. Mm. Like that's really long. It's like five or six levels long uh, with like eight well, like, worlds each. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's a huge game, and it totally just took me by surprise with what it was. And that style of gameplay is still alive today in the Mario versus Donkey Kong series yeah. of like little uh, platformers, which is really fun. Donkey Kong Country, however, was a seismic event for the gaming industry. We, we talked about it a little bit uh, last no, time we talked enough, about though. Rare. Yeah. yeah, Nintendo, they had acquired the British development company Rare, who at the time they were best known for popular NES games like RC Pro-Am and Battletoads and things like that. Great, yeah. solid, really fun games. Uh, and they gave them free reign. They, could, they said, you can develop any game you want for one of our neglected properties. So they chose Donkey Kong and they made it into this side-scrolling platformer where they had this really kind of cutting-edge 3D-esque 2D yeah, graphics. It looks more like, I think what they did was that they took like, like 3D models and then take like pictures of them and turn those into like flat 2D sprites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it creates the illusion of 3D. It's a Donkey Kong Country is still a beautiful looking game. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. Oh, and it's I got love the music. The music too. is some of my mm-hmm. favorite in I gaming got history. The, yeah. Years ago I got the CD with the soundtrack on it. Oh god, that underwater level. Yeah. I know. Like the Very yeah, really the haunting ice cavern level music and it and there's something just, cool about it. It just sounds like it's always in an echo chamber or something. Like yeah, it's always some, very like, like hollow. Some places but it sounds like in some like in the mine levels. Some of them they so it really sounds echoey. Like you're really down in a mine shaft. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really super cool, and it, it holds up. You can find it on the NES Classic Mini thing. It's on super there. NES, classic, super NES Classic, yeah, oh yeah. and uh, it still plays great. It's a lot of fun. Lots of little secrets hidden everywhere. And it was a massive hit. Once Nintendo saw the first development of the game, they're like, holy shit, we've got something big here. They threw their marketing money behind it, and it became a big deal. Donkey Kong Country is the third best-selling game on the Super NES. Oh, yeah. And I think Donkey Kong Country 2 is number 5, and Donkey Kong Country 3 is number 9. So yeah. Donkey Kong Country 3 came out really late in the Super Right NES. at the tail yeah. end. It's one of the yeah. last ones, yeah. and it sold I, like crazy. I, re- I remember those days back when the first Donkey Kong Country game was the game everyone had to play. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was great. And I especially remember being especially excited when the day that videotape came from Nintendo Power. Yes. first promotional video. <laughs> if, you, was, if you listen to our Star Fox episode, you heard us reenact yeah, one was, of those yeah. amazing tapes. It I, was a great reenactment. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think the first the first of those tapes was for Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Absolutely. It was. If I you watch that, you get a definite blast from the 90s. <laughs> yes. 
Oh man, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna search eBay. I want to acquire all of those. I'll now. give you my Star Fox one. Yes, I think I have awesome. Cop Racing one also. I've oh, got, excellent. I got all of mine still at my parents' house. If mm-hmm. you want, that's oh, what parents' houses amazing. are for. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> that's <laughs> old VHS tapes. Absolutely. Yeah, so Donkey Kong 64 is essentially Donkey Kong Country 4, and it's the first time the franchise is in like full 3D. So anticipation for this game was through the roof. And uh, once again, Nintendo threw all of their marketing muscle behind it. They launched a $22 million marketing campaign, uh, and that included multi-city tours and nonstop commercials and promotions, and uh, it's one of the few games that's actually packed in with a console. Like, it had a special jungle green oh, right. console with the expansion pack, uh, so that's a pretty yeah. great one. Yeah, that was that was the... F- that was the pretty much the first game to use the expansion pack, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the first one to require an expansion pack. So right. I was just doing a little research. Yeah, so the expansion pack, as we know, it goes into your N64. It actually replaces, like, the jumper pack. You have to open the N64 mm-hmm. and put that in, yeah. which is really weird that they made that accessible right from the start. Yeah, like, like, they knew that would be Did they know thing. that there was going to be something they could improve? I was reading in some history of this game, and apparently this game ran fine without the expansion pack mm. for, like... But there was a bug that they discovered right up until release where the game would crash after playing for about a half hour because too much memory would be taken up from this game. And so they're just like, we don't know how to fix this bug. We're just going to package it with the expansion pack to fix that problem. And because of the cost of packaging with the expansion pack, they lost... You know, it, it took a hit on their profits for selling this game, even though it sold many copies. It, It did really well. And I think... I could see them going with that because they they positioned this game. Uh, they got very nervous after nine nine ninety nine. If people will remember, that's the day the Sega Dreamcast launched, mm-hmm. and it had one of the biggest like day one video game launches ever. Uh, and so it had them really nervous. Mm-hmm. So Donkey Kong sixty four was slated to come out in the Christmas season, and it was going to be their big salvo against Sega. And it kind of worked because uh, yeah. uh, Sega had kind of a disappointing Christmas that year after launching so strong. Uh, so this was a uh, position to do that. It would go on to sell 5.2 million copies, and it's the seventh highest grossing game on the system. So it's it's a big hit. Um, so let's go into it. Donkey Kong 64, released November 22nd, 1999. Developed by Rare, published by Nintendo. Nintendo 64 exclusive. We all know this, but I'm saying it. So I think it's it's good to clarify for people who haven't played this game. The Donkey Kong Country games, you know, they're 2D platformers. Um, they're clean and straightforward and skill-based. And then this game, even though you said it's like Donkey Kong Country 4, which it is canonically, it yeah. really plays more like Banjo-Kazooie Very 2. much. Very much yeah. so. Uh, even though there Banjo-Kazooie is Banjo-Kazooie 1.5. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has a very similar graphic style as Banjo-Kazooie. Um, the, the music is almost identical. The, the music font, is, the, the jokey yeah. characters are very similar. The characters don't have that the weird... But yeah, yeah. Like there's uh, the initial cutscene has some voice acting, very sort of hard to understand, muffled voice acting. Yeah, so, so I didn't know if they were like speaking English. Voices. Some had like deeper voices. Just. But then they just get into using subtitles, and there's none of that uh, gibberish yeah. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Banjo-Kazooie, which I actually kind of missed. It's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. annoying as that is from the, Banjo-Kazooie. The more I've been thinking it's, about it, the more I think the gibberish in Banjo-Kazooie is like a reference to Monty Python, like the <laughs> Terry Gilliam commercials where they were just kind of jabber like that. I, I feel like that. I feel like that is, and I feel like these people are they're British and they're nerdy enough to be like way into Monty Python. I thought the whole point was just like give you a hint of what their voice actually sounds like. Sure. Yeah. It's like. Uh, 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 uh. So you're like, Donkey okay. Kong good, so makes you get very sexual I- grunts. <laughs> yeah. you, you at least get like an idea of what the people sound like. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. 
And you know, so it, it's a great looking game. It is one of the one of only five games to be packed in with the system. So it's this Mario sixty four, Pokemon Stadium, GoldenEye, and Star Wars Racer are the five games that came packed with the system. Did at they some all point. come with exclusive looking systems or no? Not always. No, they had exclusive boxes. Um, like hmm. they'll, do, but uh, are not those boxes always. like hot collector items now? Or I don't know actually. It's I just some know. of those Probably. things that like I think boxes mo- that people everyone threw out. Now sometimes yeah. they come yeah. back. Yeah, I think most of them are pretty normal. I, like I think the the Pikachu one that I play on was packed with the. Pokemon Stadium, and then this one, like we said, had the clear jungle green mm-hmm. neon style, which is still a, it's a good looking console. And so, yeah, the previous Donkey Kong Country games, they all were different pairs of Kongs. Mm-hmm. The first one you played with Donkey Kong and his little rapscallion buddy Diddy Kong. <laughs> he is yeah. a rapscallion. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a he wears his hat forwards, but it, <laughs> you can tell you in really your heart you know it's backwards. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, the next one Donkey Kong gets captured, and so Diddy Kong and what, what is. Dixie's relation to Diddy Kong. They're lovers. Okay. But I, I, I think know. that they're co- cousins or something. <laughs> they could be <laughs> both. Yeah. Yeah. It's the animal kingdom. They're not yeah. as picky. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the third one, Diddy and Donkey Kong get captured. And yeah. so Dixie Kong has to team up with Kitty Kong, who's this little baby Kong, who we, in this game, just well, apparently little gets... little is kind of uh, misdirecting. <laughs> yes. O- overweight baby Kong. He's <laughs> like a baby about the size of Donkey Kong himself. Yeah. And then in this game, Donkey Kong 64, apparently Dixie Kong and Kitty Kong just are erased from the timeline. Even though Tiny Kong clearly is Dixie Kong. Like, is there an evil twin situation going on? I think there was a lawsuit from the Dixie Cup people, and they just stopped it. Or everybody from the South. There's a class action lawsuit from the South. They're like, y'all can't use that. (laughs) But, uh, But Dixie did come back and, like... Donkey Kong Country returns tropical free. Right, and Tiny right. never came back. Tiny yeah. never came back, yeah. No, no, I think she they they made a re release or a new version or port of Diddy Kong Racing, which had Tiny Kong in it. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So oh. Live, she lives on. See, I have I have not really played I think I played Diddy Kong Racing once, so I don't really know much about but that. I'm I'm excited to get into that one. Yeah. yeah. This port I think was like for the three D S maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did that for the three D S. I think this brings up though that you can really just make up any Kong you want. Like I was telling some friends about this and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna talk about my favorite Kong Lanky Kong hmm. and they were like, You're just making shit up. That's not a real <laughs> thing and then like just proceeded to go on about like various Kongs yeah, and try like, and let's, let's do it, let's make up some Kongs. Would you believe that Funky Kong is a real Kong if yeah. I was just to tell you? No. You yeah. wouldn't believe Funky Kong. How about Hunky Kong, who's a, a Chippendales dancer? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot or of how about, how about Donkey Kong, who's just Michael Jordan? Oh. <laughs> how about Drunky Kong? Ooh. Drunky Kong. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. He just yeah, staggers around. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely Bong Kong and Dong <laughs> Kong. Like They're kind of like a comedy duo. There I'd we say. go. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, Hunky are... Kong, played by Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, uh, you know, if you ever just want to have a fun quiz time with people, just go real or fake Kong. And yeah. honestly, I couldn't tell you that all of these aren't real, because there are some <laughs> games later on that I haven't played. Like, I think Kong, if you, right? yeah. <laughs> if you Google novel. them, you'll find some deviant art. That's all I'm going to say. Sean Congery. Ooh, yeah, 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 I like yeah. that. It's a Scottish one, yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. No. James Kong, CJ <laughs> Agent. <laughs> James Kong, character actor from Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, so uh. Donkey Kong 64, it's nothing if not ambitious. Uh, we Like we said, we have five different Kongs. This time it is Donkey, Diddy, Chunky, Tiny, and Lanky. And of these, Chunky, Lanky, and Tiny are all new. Uh, Diddy will, of course, get into his game in time, so I won't talk too much about him. 
Uh, every character plays a little differently. So Chunky is slower and more powerful. Tiny is faster and can get into different stuff. Lanky has a longer reach, like Dulcine. She's like me. I'm also faster and can get into different stuff. <laughs> yeah, I also mentioned Lanky is like a... An orangutan, unlike it, the other. We should a clown monkey, which is pretty creepy. <laughs> we we should name or ourselves. Wonderful. Okay, you you identified yourself as Chunky Kong. Uh, you're you're saying you're Tiny Kong. No, I've always been a fan of Diddy. Uh, you're Diddy. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be Donkey. Barely likes being lanky. I like Lanky Kong. He's the okay. weird uncle with like he bad dad jokes. Yeah. you know, he's, like yeah. he's really there for a good time. He's a walking oh, pull yeah. my finger joke. <laughs> and of course, I'm Chunky because I like being the heavy tank. There you go. Yes, and throwing boulders. I saw. I'm you wearing do that. a gray great neon vest from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With like, it looks very much like a ska vest. Yeah, he's like you'd into be, ska. You'd be wearing that while you play oh, yeah. your trombone with your band. The Stompers. <laughs> Thank you, the Stompers. Thank you, yeah. the Stompers. That's go. a ska band name. So, yeah, everybody plays a little bit differently. Um, and they all, they all, everybody has the same ground pound move. Yeah. Uh, but you also each have three unique abilities per character, some of which need to be unlocked by collecting crystal coconuts and jumping into a barrel well, or playing musical instruments. Act as the power, act as the, uh, power source. Yeah. So that they, but, you, but some you have to like jump into a barrel to activate, but some you can activate, I think, w- without jumping into a barrel. All right, let's play a game here. Okay. Let's play Name the Collectibles game. <laughs> All right, let's do Steve, it. Steve, put that phone away. When I point to you, okay. oh, no. I want you to name a collectible okay. in this game. All right. And whoever can't think of one first loses. Grapes. Golden bananas. Oranges. Banana fairies. Red bananas. Crystal coconuts. Banana medallions. Banana film. Blueprints. Pineapple. Coconut. Did someone say golden banana? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. The point is, we went around three times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and she wasn't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's just so, so yeah, you have many. Every character has their own weapons, and they all have different ammunition for that <sighs> weapon that you have to find. Every character collects bananas but can only collect their own color. Every character can only collect their own color of blueprints. You need golden bananas to advance to the next stage. And coins. Your own color coins. Own color coins. That's right. You need coins to unlock new special moves. Um, the, gold, need... the banana medallions unlock moves. The coins unlock things like weapons. Jeez, and... Woody. Yeah, and you need, once you get enough coins, you get a banana medal, which you can give to Cranky Kong, who then lets you play old, rare arcade games, Jetpack and Donkey Kong, to get more special coins. But what about the instruments? Which you need to proceed. Oh, right. And you need to get uh, headphones to power up your instruments that you play. Uh, so well, how many things did I name? If least Let's see. 15? I'm, okay, I'm going to do the full breakdown. I'll do the full breakdown. Let's see how close you got. 201 golden bananas. 500 regular bananas per level. So that's 100 for each Kong. Uh, there's a bunch of banana balloons. There's 977 banana bunch coins. There's uh, several five banana coins. There's 40 banana medals. Eight boss keys. Two rare or Nintendo coins, uh, watermelons and watermelon crates for health, orange grenades, headphones, supply crates, crystal coconuts, film, but uh, 40 blueprint pieces, 10 battle crowns, 20 banana fairies, and five distinct types of ammunition. Fuck that <laughs> all day. That was at least at least 25 that different That was yeah. so much shit. So much. And it's each out step of control. It's so ridiculous. Like, we realized at some point that you have to, like, there's a pig and a hippo on a scale. Yeah. And, of course, like, it's so convoluted why anything happens. To unlock the, the, bo- the door to the boss level, you have to, like, collect enough regular bananas to feed the hippo who's on this on the upper part of the scale so that he weighs more than his pig friend 
Then the scale tips, the pig goes up, he can reach the key, unlock it, so the door can open to the boss level. Why the pig and hippo don't just switch sides <laughs> just on switch the scale, places. I don't know. Basic physics. It's basically like going through, it's easier to go through Egyptian hell where they like weigh your heart against a feather. Oh god, maybe they're like landmines or something, like they can't move off of their respective mm. spots mm. or in some kind it's of real soft up situation. situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we do get some return of some NPCs like Cranky Kong, who is now a mad scientist, and Funky Kong, who we've discovered is now a black market arms dealer <laughs> yeah, and doomsday a prepper. prepper. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like, he, what's he, up, guys? Do you listen to Alex Jones? <laughs> he's got his cool tone, and you just see him, you know, miming bombs dropping and machine guns. It doesn't play that well now. <laughs> the <It's>, government's <laughs> trying to take our branches and coconuts, dudes. <laughs> he kind of reminds me, but, like, the way that he's always, like, plague acting in the background, I'm like, he's like the cool kid in fifth grade who's yeah. like... Like, knows all about like the weapons of World War II. Yeah. I think he just realized that like he's yeah. he's in his forties now and he's still dressing like he's a, a hip teenager and yeah. he's having an existential crisis and he's just barreling down into this fantasy world. Very and then we have like one more Kong that we didn't meet, Candy Kong. Candy Sexy Kong, I would Kong. like to talk about because Candy Kong is a hypersexualized monkey in a bikini with big old monkey boobs, yeah. uh, and. It's, like, ridiculous that she exists at all. And I feel like Rare would go on to poke fun at this character with Conker's Bad Fur Day, some of the female models in that game, which are oh, ridiculously yeah. over-endowed and useless. Oh, yeah. And, like... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. They, <laughs> they, I don't want to talk about with my brother right now. I know. I'm just saying, like, they... They're in Conquer. They're intentionally like there for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. they they, they make you the, like collect a bunch of stuff for them, but they're not. I think there they just have reason. this. It's just part of their British uh, sense of humor. I think. I don't yeah. know if we can reinforce enough how unpleasant boobs are on the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> they really they, are. They're just. Uh, bad. It takes a lot to make a boob unpleasant, yeah. but man, <laughs> these are unpleasant, and especially monkey angular. boobs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, yeah, especially the. Uh, I remember the boobs on the great fairies in like Ocarina of Ooh. Time. And oh the God! Oh, yeah, the, the cones, yeah, yeah the Madonna really cones. Fast. And don't yeah. forget Banana Fairy, who's kind of going for that look in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's a like bit. floating around, crying. Yeah. I, I don't know. if She's crying so much as doing like crunches. Like she's doing because she goes <laughs> yeah. like hoo 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 hoo. People yeah, can't see me, but just really assume I'm ripping my six pack abs right now. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's Candy Kong, and she helps you save your game, and she replenishes your musical ability. Which, by the way, everybody also has a musical instrument that you need to use to unlock things. It's too goddamn much. So, well, I would say the strength of this game is once you sort of click and get into it, there is something to do. For a long time. Because no matter where you go, you're going to see an area where you're like, oh, I need to come back here with a different character to get it. It's not like any of this is that hard to figure out. But you're like, oh, there's a barrel with someone else's face on it. Yeah. I need to come back here with that character and what's it going to do? And there's, you know, there's tons of mini games. You'll like grow tiny. You'll go tiny with tiny and go unlock a mini game where you like drive mine carts around. Yeah. And so it's really... This game reminds me a lot of Super Mario Odyssey in the sense that you're just thrown into the world and, like, everywhere you look, there's something to do. Yeah. That's um, fair. Okay, because I, I was, like, kind of scratching my head when you said that earlier because I'm like, I don't know. I it, mean, Mar- Mario Odyssey is so much more polished and playable. But, and, like, better, that's, but only, like, that's only but that's due true. to the passage of time. It's true. It's um, true. But, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Like, yeah, because 
you are I still I've been playing Mario Odyssey since it came out. I'm still haven't found it. And everything. Mario Odyssey yeah. I think has some of the same issues in the sense that it's hard to remember what you've gotten in Mario Odyssey and you haven't gotten. That is but true. They, I've I've redone do, a couple of But yeah. they do provide a way to help you remember. They give you all these different lists and stuff showing you what you've gotten and haven't gotten. Right, that's and true. that's a big issue with Donkey Kong 64, is when you look at each level, it'll only tell you how many golden bananas or bananas you've gotten with each Kong. It won't name them, it won't tell you which ones. There's no map for no. the levels. So if you if you try to replay this game after not playing it for a while, or you jump into you someone well else's save, you have to just restart because you'll yeah. never remember anything that you've gotten done. No way. Um, yeah. Which is, it's one of the bigger weaknesses of this game. It's a problem. It's definitely a problem. So we've we've met our Kongs that we're playing as, so I think we need to talk about the way they were introduced with oh. a little something called oh, the DK Rap. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my God! The I, now iconic opening rap number. Uh, we can't escape it. Let's talk about. It. And actually, I just learned this from another podcast. It's not called iconic if it's something you listen to. Iconic refers specifically to things you see. If it's wow. like music, it's echoic. Oh! So, I just learned that. Shout out to Matt Gorley and Paul Russ. Thank That's you guys. A Thank fun you. Fact. Wow. Yeah. Um, I learned something today. <laughs> so uh, the DK rap, as it's called, was written by the game's uh, uh, composer Grant Kirkhope and the director George Andreas. And it was performed by Andreas and the lead programmer Chris Sutherland, who are both assuredly not rappers. <laughs> yeah. uh, they do not. You can you can just kind of infer DJ that. DJ Chris Sutherland. Yes. <laughs> Everything about this song is so strange. It's like the beats are really bizarre. There's a very distinctive like British lilt sticking through some of the things. Like it says tune instead of tune. They say mummy. Like yeah. it's it's very distinctly British. Uh, they've got these really bizarre baby town lyrics where it's just like, oh, this Kong has a funny face. And it's like, <laughs> I'm singing that like Fred Schneider from the B-52s now, but still, that's whatever. fairly accurate. Yeah. I think that's not wrong, yeah. There was kind of a thing in the 90s where they were like, rapping is just talking, so you don't have to have talent to do this. <laughs> we'll let any corporate have, shill do it. You don't have, have edge or tone. I can count yeah. and I can speak. There, I'm done. Like... It's just so weird that it kind of, in my mind, it cycles around on itself from being uh, like, what the hell am I listening to, to this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, to oh my god, I want to hear it again. Yeah, it's pretty it's, addictive. It's pretty catchy. It's yeah. this ridiculous post-ironic Ouroboros that's just constantly eating its own tail. It's just super catchy, no matter how much you like or hate it. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it's it's been cited on pretty much any time there's a worst game music list out there. It's on there. It's usually number one or number two. Um, but I think millennials are kind of coming around and embracing it. And like in that same way, like that you start liking something ironically and then you just turn, actually really like it's it. It's the space it. jam of video game yeah. music. I was going to say it's the yeah. Waluigi of video game music. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. it's the yeah, same deal. That, it's like, yeah. more fitting. So you know, the, one of the cruel things about it is it plays before the main game. You have to skip through it every time. Yeah. I feel like as Rare was going on, you know, with each of their games getting more and more critical success, they just got more and more full of themselves because <laughs> they're like, this game has the N64 logo walk on with Donkey Kong like ch- chimps and Noises. growls and yeah. stuff. And yeah. then it comes up and there's you have to then there's a DK rap which goes on for like four it's minutes. Really long. long. And I'm gonna play the um, whole thing at the end of this episode. Yeah, you're right. welcome, welcome. Audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah double yeah. your welcome. And then it goes to like a demo of the game itself, and then once you skip that, it goes to the menu screen. It's like I just wanna play the game, just guys. Get me Why do I have it. to get through four screens? I mean um, to to Nintendo's credit. I think they leaned into the reception of it a little bit. Like, immediately after this game came out, it was a big hit, but everybody was like, 
giving them shit for this song. Even some parents groups were mad because the word hell was in there. Because uh, he said, he's one hell of a guy. So, uh, I mean, they they got it and they leaned into it. So they launched a contest where you could win a trip to the Nintendo of America headquarters down in Redmond, Washington uh, if you recorded your own version of the DK rap and sent it into them on VHS. Oh uh, my, are those on YouTube? I looked for them. They don't oh, exist anymore. Oh so no. if anybody out there listening has one of these, I really want to hear it. Hmm. I also want to say record your own and send it to us and we'll play it on the show because that's hilarious to me. I want to hear somebody record their own DK rap. I thought you heard the rumor that Somebody, one of those, the winner of that contest got their song used in like the, uh, in the game Super Smash Brothers Melee. There's like another version of the DK rap in there. Oh, is that is that the one that made dun, it in there? Done, done. That's why I, I thought I heard anyway, but ooh, we got a little bit of a, a, a hot take. You can, you can find wanna, it up on YouTube, so I think you can. Look it up. They had to protect everyone else's identities. They would have been beat well, up they on did the have playground to change if those the word, videos got out. They had to change the word uh, hell to heck in that version. Oh, got God. it, got it. <laughs> Smash Brothers rated T for teen? Yeah, it's literally nothing but violence. <laughs> yeah. but we don't want anyone to know about like hell. Pikachu beating the crap out of Samus and Kirby and... Mario you, beating up Link and everybody. Link has a sword. Yeah, Link yeah. is cleaving an electric rat with a sword. I mean, th- there yeah. should be blood in that game. I mean, the music, I, I should note, if we're, since we're talking about the music, it's kind of a letdown in this game. Uh, I think so. I think after the high-quality tones, there's the Christmas music of Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This game doesn't have tones that really stick with me. No, and it, it doesn't match the quality of the first Donkey Kong Country game. I mean, so the the composer... Or, or the second. Oh, or yeah. Or the third. I mean the Donkey Kong Country game. Well, and yeah. Grant, Grant Kirkhope took over on the Donkey Kong Country series on 2. So he did some of these. Um, and he's okay. he's no slouch. I mean, he, he's been with Rare since Killer Instinct. Uh, and he, he did Banjo-Kazooie. He did Goldeneye. He did Perfect Dark. He did okay. Viva Pinata. Uh, and then... Outside of Rare, he's worked on Civilization. Uh, recently, he did the music for Mario and Rabbids on the Switch. Ninja Gaiden, Castle of Illusion. Uh, he, he's done a lot. Ninja Gaiden, Castle of Illusion. Ninja Gaiden, <laughs> comma, Castle of Illusion. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Mickey Mouse riding believe. Hayabusa crossover. <laughs> that we've oh, all yeah. been dying for. Yeah. Uh, I believe so it's Steve. The score here just feels very flat and derivative. Like It just feels like kind of a less interesting Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, and... Uh, and for the record, uh, Grant Kirkhope did an interview in 2017 talking about the DK rap, where he confirms that they did do it as a joke, uh, just like a bit of fun. But he, sure. he did he did also yeah. say this really funny line where he's like, uh, he's like, we noticed that uh, this rap music was getting, uh, I better oh, do his God. Scottish accent. We noticed that his rap music was getting quite popular, so we decided uh, we would put the rap music in the game. I'm like, it's 1999. <laughs> yeah. Rap music isn't just becoming popular. It's been a cultural force for 20 years Maybe at this point. Maybe in Scotland? Yeah. I, I yeah, Okay, uh, I don't know. Are the, are the proclaimers rap music? Yes, yeah, they must be. Um, so yeah, so he he, but he's a very excited. He seems like a pleasant guy, and he's very excited that the game, the song, is still popular, and even if it's being joked about. Like he's still excited about it. All right, so the story of this game, as it exists, is your standard uh, platforming game thing. Villain shows up, steals resources. Heroes must. Reclaim resources. And rescue, yeah. And rescue Rescue people. all the friends. So you will start with only Donkey Kong, and then you have to rescue your other four Kongs. Yes. He, he shows up, he takes the Kongs, and he takes 
Donkey nope. Kong's 200 golden bananas. Which have yeah. apparently evolved into giant golden bananas since Donkey Kong Country, where they were just regular bananas. He's had them yeah. gilded, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's... Yeah, they're just giant bananas with, like, Nintendo on printed yeah, we, on them. We like. think it's just, like, his residuals for the original Donkey mm. Kong game. He really invested well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has his own private island built like his face. Like, it's... Yeah. He, he's living the life. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you have to travel through the game. There's eight really, really huge worlds that you explore in this game, and then, like, a big hub overworld that you can travel around. And uh, you're just supposed to collect a bunch of stuff and unlock new abilities. So gameplay kind of runs the gamut. you got your basic hop-and-bop action platforming stuff. There's puzzles. There's mini-games. There's races. There's a few... Uh, Classic arcade renditions of original games like Donkey Kong and Jetpack. And in the I game. want to take a break here. I played this game when it came out, and I believe I got to the point where you had to beat the original Donkey Kong arcade game twice. You have to and beat it twice. I, yeah, I, I just I know that game isn't extreme, especially hard, but I just found it frustrating as someone who wanted to play this 3D platformer game and not an old arcade game. Yeah, and there's this every time you lose, there's this animation of him. It zooms out, and then Donkey Kong has to pull this lever again, <laughs> and then it zooms back in, and that animation probably takes 30 seconds. Yeah. And so long. I just stopped playing this game for probably 12 years. Um, and then I came back, and I beat it, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't that hard, and I beat the game. It's incredibly but, frustrating, though, to be forced to do that. And with the, in order to beat the game, you need the, the rare coin and the Nintendo coin. You get one for beating Jetpack with a score of 5,000, and you get the other for I beating Donkey Kong do twice. And Jetpack is not that good of a game. Not really. It's, That's one of their very first like yeah. Yeah. entries for like the Spectrum. It felt like, like I was that. being punished. I know. Like, <laughs> I worked so hard to get blueprints and coconuts and God knows what else, and then yeah. they're like... Here, play Jetpack. Yeah, this is one of the most <laughs> self-indulgent yeah. games ever made. Ridiculous. Every, every idea that they thought... There was nobody on staff who's like, maybe don't put that in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why there's not. ammo yeah, like, in this game. Like, I don't know why there's ammo for the different guns. The gun's not that powerful. I don't know why you have to collect film yeah. to take pictures of the fairies. It's oh, not God. like taking the pictures is any other good. So you're going to, like, see a fairy, not have film, and then you have to run, find film, and come back. Yeah, you don't. Not everybody's gonna have those really old school skills. Neil, do you, do you remember what you get for getting all the fairies? Uh, you have to take photos of like I forty of them or something. I don't think I've ever gotten all the you, fairies. You you unlock but. secrets like um, there. You can play the mini game, replay some of the mini games where you can turn into animals. Um, you can oh, okay. just replay those. You can replay boss battles, and you unlock a new character in the multiplayer mode. Oh, which, multiplayer mode. Yeah, this game continues. Yeah, the let's trend talk about multiplayer of, mode again. Rares on a streak, right? They hit it with Goldeneye, and then four-player multiplayer is the thing. It's a thing. Recurring theme in N64 games is games with unnecessary multiplayer. Joining the ranks of Star Fox. uh, They don't become much more unnecessary than the multiplayer in this game. All right, so we we started with what's just called battle mode, and this is like just a a straight-up recreation of the battle mode in the game, where you play play to get battle crowns. Which you you also need to beat the game. Which you also spend a lot of time doing beaver brawl. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like you just... It's just basically a survival mode. You just keep beating back enemies until you the timer goes until the timer goes down. Yeah. And the immediately you jump into it and you don't get like a three two one start. It's immediately you're dropped in, your four characters are kicking the crap out of each other. It is chaos. You have items dropping in, like some of it'll like make you run off the edge, some will make you super slow, some will make you ex- huge. And the- area is so small like it's ridiculous really really small and so it's just like things are happening instantly and, and everything is terrible now i think about it, it's more like a chaotic 3d version of smash brothers it is yeah, yeah. and just 
or or like like shitty Power Stone, you know, like if you played that on the I Dreamcast. Remember, I like that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was never big on shitty Power Stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I prefer regular Power yeah. Stone, but yeah, yeah. No, but, but if sh- that's what you're looking for, check out Donkey Kong shitty 64. Steve says yes, and then then you get like a, more of a straight up like kind of a third person Golden Eye. Yeah, there's a up. different mode, Monkey Smash, where you all start in a corner of the arena, and that's more successful, but it's still not very fun. Yeah, there's different game modes. You know, there's capture the flag. There's get the most kills or survival but combat is such a weak point in this game in mm-hmm. general it's yeah. about exploration it's about solving puzzles or it's really just about Collecting going shit. from place to place by switching kongs yeah that to just have a mode fully focused on battle is boring i don't it's, yeah yeah it, it's a weird person who like this is what they want to play for player yeah so all right, let's 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 get back into the single player. I think that's the meat of this game, oh, yeah, and we'll yeah. talk about some the more delicious, about the collectibles. Delicious monkey meat. We've kind of <laughs> right. gone into some of it, so like I, I got a little, like a little bit of a breakdown here. Here's as far as I can tell. Correct me if I'm wrong here. You use golden bananas to bribe guards, which will let you fight bosses, which will give you a boss key, which you use to open up the cage for this guy to open up new worlds. Yep. We can yep. go and There's get this more. Big, huge guy in a cage. Lumsy in a cage. When you give him a key that unlocks his cage, he does a big dance and another area of the world unlocks. And then if you get enough, if you get enough golden bananas to get to the final boss, then you need to get the two key coins from the arcade cabinets in order to beat the game. Like you need to get those two keys or two coins to fight the final boss. But what about the laser? Oh yeah, and I believe there's a laser? Yeah, I believe there's a laser that is going to destroy the island and depending on how many blueprints you have, mm. the timer is longer. Right. That's uh, it. Okay, okay. So yeah, you could hypothetically do it with very few blueprints, but it's whew. I think you need there's 200 golden bananas in this game. You need 100 to beat the game. To okay, the that's what level. you found out. Okay, yeah. I was having trouble figuring right. out how many you actually need. And, yeah, this game is long. I think you probably if you don't know where you're going, you would spend 40, 50 hours to get everything. Um, yeah. I think the the speed run record on this for 100, they, it's 101 completion because of a glitch. There's not actually an extra uh, 1%, but 101% completion uh, is like 6 hours and 15 minutes. Whoa. And all of those records are actually invalid now because last year uh, a speedrunner was playing it and he discovered a special 977th coin that was like hidden in the code. What? And uh, so <laughs> after playing the game for almost 20 years, he found an extra coin that invalidated every other speedrunner Because speed they were no record. longer complete? They're no longer complete oh until they gosh. get those. Oh, the world wow, of speedrunning is a weird, it's frustrating world. Quite is there any documentaries about speedrunning communities? No, it seems like that, there should there is be an amazing right. uh, documentary about Donkey Kong. Yeah, King uh, of the King of Kong. The King oh, of Kong. Fall of Quarters. That's, so one, that's one of my very favorite no, documentaries. Love that movie. I'm just thinking speedrunning is such right. a weird community, and like so there's got to be some weirdos that I want to learn more yeah. about. It's one of those <laughs> activities that seems so self-punishing. Yeah. Like Iron Man uh, marathon, where you have to <laughs> run, bike, and swim. Yeah. Well, can you imagine playing? I mean, I can see like speed running, you know, the original Mario Brothers in like a half hour. But if you're going to try and speed run a six hour game at the top speed and be like, crap, I screwed up and now I'm a minute over. How many times guess have you I'll that game? start over? Oh, my God. Right. Exploring every little nook and cranny. Like, you have to figure out exactly, like, I don't know, crouching in certain places will make you glitch through a wall <laughs> mm, to help you yeah. fast. 
it it's crazy to me that people sounds do like that. trying to speed run a game like Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Which, but I'm like, sure there's someone who's doing. You're trying to do it in a game that wasn't meant for that. I'm wondering if anybody's. I'm, I'm sure they have. If anybody's done a speed run of Breath of the Wild yet, because technically you can go straight, straight from the beginning of the game I to the castle. Someone has. Yeah. yeah, but it's like impossibly hard. But yeah. I, you yeah. can do it. So uh, yeah, so I don't know. All this collecting. <laughs> really just left a bad taste in my mouth. And a lot of people kind of felt the same. Like uh, I found an interview in 2013 that Griffin McElroy gave with a game developer named Jonas Karlov, uh, who has a game called A Hat in Time, which mm. is uh, it's on Steam. It's supposed to be really good. It's yeah. like a, a 3D platformer throwback to this era. Yeah, I think it's going to come to console sometime here. I'm intrigued. And uh, so he, he actually placed a lot of the blame for like the genre kind of dying out on Donkey Kong 64. This is the quote from Polygon. He says, I don't want to blame it all on Donkey Kong 64, but it's partially at fault. Donkey Kong 64 did a lot of things wrong in that it was very tedious to collect everything in order to move on. A lot of people don't want that. They they want to be able to breeze through the game if they so desire, but there are also people who like to collect everything and get stronger and better. So it's like, you don't want to be told you have to do everything. We talked last mm. week about Arkham Knight, which I was just playing, yeah. and it's very, very frustrating that you have to find all 300 Riddler trophies before you can actually right. beat the game. Like When it's, wow. when it's not uh. mandatory... It's a fun thing to do, yeah. like at your own time. But when in, you have to do it, in that the yeah. R, the Donkey Kong arcade game and Jetpack are prime examples of that. They're cool that they're in there. It's great, but the fact that you need to beat them to beat the game is just horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like the previous games, like Banjo Kazooie, you didn't have to get everything to clear the game. But, no, no. But you, but if you wanted to get the real ending, you kind of had to. Yeah, I, I like fun. that. Have little extra bonuses for doing it all, but don't make it mandatory. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I talked about this a little bit while we were playing. I think the biggest design flaw in this entire game for me is character switching. So you can't just switch characters on the fly. You have to go and find a tag barrel. You jump in the barrel and then you can switch to which Kong you want to do. And what that means is you are going to be backtracking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to walk through an area and you see a bunch of bananas. It's like, oh, oh, shit, I can't get these because they're all red. So I need to switch to Diddy Kong. So you have to backtrack, find the nearest tag barrel, and then remember to go back through. So basically you have to crawl every single level five times. Yep. Yeah. That's incredibly tedious to me. That's incredibly yeah. tedious. Now, did you find it tedious at the time, or are you finding it tedious looking back? I'm just... I found it tedious at the time. Okay. I remember. I played this guy. I beat this game back when it was new. And even then, I, I remember keeping notes of the collectibles <laughs> of, like, okay, how much do I have to collect in this game? So I had written it all down back in the day, and, like, it was still so much. I don't remember that ever really bothering me. I agree with you that those things are a problem with the game, but I think that's because a lot of aspects of this game haven't aged that well. Like, the yeah. camera is bad. The camera's real oh, bad. Yeah. Um, real bad. And we were talking, like, I, is this just, like, are we misremembering Banjo-Kazooie? I mean, I know we played it fairly recently for us, like, about a year ago. Yeah. But, like, uh, no, no, I, I feel like this is objectively worse than Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, it's camera. zoomed in closer to you, and so it's spinning around a lot. And Yeah, um, yeah so the... It's just, I don't think that... I think if this game had aged better and been more... Because it was cutting edge at the time, so it was more fun to play. Yeah. So I was more okay with the going back and forth. And it was also but, kind of the standard at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now deal with something like Super Mario Odyssey that just plays so much faster and cleaner. Yeah. It's much harder to be willing to put up with the going back and forth in this game. Or I feel like if you have games, like platform games with multiple characters, I think the point should be that you need to use these multiple abilities to take down bosses. But because of the backtracking nature of this, it means that... 
any boss can be beat by any character at any time. Like when you get no, you get when you fight a boss, you get stuck with a specific. character. Oh, are you stuck with a specific? Yeah, character? Yeah, that's what I one character but see, in. that's exactly that's still kind of a problem. It's like all right, this this character can be only fight this boss. But I feel like the more innovative approach would be like you need to use all of their skills in conjunction. And so you're like switching out yeah. real time. Which, to be yeah. fair, is what the final boss of this game does, and it's pretty yeah. cool. But I feel like limiting yourself in that way. You know, so I was playing a, a game I picked up for my Wii U called the Gianna Sisters, uh, which is like a, a old throwback to Mario yeah. games, and you switch between your two characters on the fly, like. Uh, and they yeah. each have their own unique abilities, and you need to time it all out. Guacamelee is kind of the yeah. same way, where you have to like time things out like that. Right. The only problem with that, I think, and this is another issue with the game, is most of the puzzles that would require you to switch characters are just like you see a character whose face is on the <laughs> pad. So there's no puzzle. There's no, there's no puzzle. confusion. So if you just are switching instantly, you just are breezing through everything, because you're like... Face on the pad, like switch to Lanky Kong, fly up, yeah, jump in the barrel with Tiny Kong's face on it. So then they would need to change more aspects of that to actually like, how do I get up there? Like, what power do I use as opposed to just like what? Can you match faces? Like, great, you got it. <laughs> but you are still backing up my tedious uh, argument. Yeah, no, so, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone would argue that this game is not tedious. Yes, it's it, just a question yeah. of how much you enjoy that tedium. Yeah, exactly. I think this uh, does yeah. scratch an itch for certain people. And I generally count myself among them. Like, I, I do like going back and playing games like this that are big collectathons. But this one is just way too much of a good thing. It's hmm. entirely too much. Yeah. I, I remember enjoying it way back in the day. So it maybe it just didn't age well for me. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I, I would say I'm going to stick up for Donkey Kong here, even okay. though I've uh, I've been ragging on it a little bit as well. I mean, it's objectively bad in the yeah. sense of like <laughs> just naming all the collectibles is terrible. But I think it's it's probably when it hit me in my life. I played it as a kid and I didn't beat it, but then I played it in college, and it's just mm. like that's the perfect time for playing this game. Just I was sitting there eating, weed and play a game. yeah, eating ramen like just all day and like having tons of time to do whatever and like go through and collect it I found it very soothing yeah. kind of in the way that like I could oddly like Stardew Valley is soothing to me in the sense of the grind like That's nothing soothing, new yeah. is gonna happen but I know that like I better go get those red bananas and I'm gonna feel a lot better once I do sure. um, there, so there, there's never a sense of like I don't know what to do now yeah yeah it's like because yeah. you always know that there's a place you, we saw blue bananas that you need to go with Lanky Kong. Yeah, if you get, like, a little hit of endorphin when you collect things and check boxes, like, yeah. this game's for you. Yeah. I'm not right. saying it's technically good, just good in that way. Well, I mean, a lot of people are very, very fond of this game, and because, you know, it's one of the best sellers on the system, so it's probably one of the few that most people had. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so a lot of people do have a lot of affection for it, and, I mean, it's not... I couldn't... I couldn't even call it like a bad game. I think like the bones here are solid. Um, there's a there's a sloppy camera and there's some weird design choices and everything like that. But it looks great. Uh, it, it plays pretty smoothly for the most part. Um, it's just an editing issue. It's just like yeah. they needed to take it like take away two items, like take yeah. away two things, and it could have been great. Absolutely, Gotta slim down the item list a little bit. Or have a have a ability to go through on a menu where like it will show you where the bananas you haven't yeah. collected are. We um, need yeah. a fan edit of this game. A, map, a map would have <laughs> solved yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
And we were talking about this. Like, we don't. I don't know for sure, but this probably isn't on the rare replay. Uh, no, I'm that's sure on it's, 360. it's, it's yeah, not. It's a Donkey I, I got Kong, the rare yeah. replay. It's not on there. Yeah, Donkey Kong is still Nintendo's property. Definitely. So even though this is made by Rare, it's not part of the rare replay. Yeah. So Donkey Kong from here on. Uh, I mean, this game, like we said, was a huge, huge hit. But the main Donkey Kong series took kind of a long break after this. Um, Ouch. Yeah. They spent the next decade uh, with experimenting basically with the characters so like they, they would attach in weird peripherals like you have the bongo controller on gamecube for donkey konga oh and jungle beat which is we, amazing so i know woody and i tried to have a party where we had four of those and played them and i can't believe our apartment neighbors did giant you couldn't hear the game at all and it doesn't sound like bongos when you're slapping it sounds like it's like yeah. bad plastic. It sounds yeah. like you're beating up a, a cardboard box. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And so where there's four of us, we couldn't hear the game at all. They're amazing. I'm sorry, downstairs neighbors. <laughs> and there, there are some videos out there you can watch of people playing like regular games with that controller, oh. like playing Mario, Super Mario Sunshine with that there, controller. There's another it's game ridiculous. called like... Uh, Jungle Beat. Yeah, Jungle, Jungle Beat. Jungle Beat. Jungle, Jungle Beat. It's and that's like, like a platformer. A platforming slash fighting game. That you play with the bongos. Yeah. yeah. And then they did other kind of weird experimental games. Did you guys play King of Swing? I played that. It's quite good. Um, it's no, really I've good. Heard, I've heard of it. It's on It's on Game Boy Advance, and they did a sequel on DS, and it's basically you're just you're Donkey Kong, and you're using the R and L buttons to, to rotate climb. And climb. Yeah, you, you oh, slide like, around. Rotates, and climb. climbs. It's clever. Reaches up, grabs, <laughs> swings. There's a lot of motions being yeah. shown in the room, podcast fans. <laughs> There's a racing game, like a, a Wii racing game, like for uh, uh, where it's called like Barrel Blast or something. Yeah, yeah Barrel Blast, where you, you shake the Wii controller to boost and stuff like that. Uh, so the series didn't return properly until appropriately. Uh, Donkey Kong Country returns in 2010. Uh, so that game was Wii exclusive, and it's developed by Retro Studios, which is one of my favorite developers, thanks to what they did to Metroid with Metroid oh, yeah. Prime. They're Love incredible. That. And the latest release uh, was Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. came out on the Wii U, and it was just recently ported to the Switch. And uh, yeah. that game is excellent and really fucking hard. Like, oh. I cannot get very far in those which games Which is true. All. They are, they're true throwbacks to the Donkey Kong Country games. They are, yeah. 2D I, side-scrollers. Yeah. I think are what most people remember as Donkey Kong. Yeah. I think Donkey yeah. Kong 64 is kind of, even for as huge and beloved of a game as it is, I think it's kind of a footnote in the Donkey Kong Country series. It is a bit. It yeah. is a bit. This, I kind of laugh when people complain about how difficult those the Donkey Kong Country return games are because I, I know they were difficult, but it was actually... Kind of really easy for me to put getting extra lives in that game. Yeah. So you so you never really run out of lives or like you opportunities don't die. to try. Yeah, you don't you don't run out of chances really that much because they just give you so many. And I always think that this is the kind of game I kind of cut my teeth on as a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's. I don't know. You're probably better at it than I am because I'm dying a lot. (laughs) I get a lot of balloons like for lives and then I just die. But I've I've been kind of picking out my Wii U copy of uh, Tropical Freeze for a while and I'm just bad at it. Hmm. But it's great. It's really well done and really well made. Do you guys uh, have any last things you want to say about Donkey Kong 64 before we close out? Um, We're going to get into the rankings here, so you'll have a, you'll have another chance. Yes, All yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just let's we'll, move forward. We're, let's move forward to rankings. We're going to have week. sore bottoms by the end of this, oh, just yeah. sitting and talking. I about had a sore Donkey bottom Kong. before we started. <laughs> Whoa! But I had okay. my I had my daily spanking. Okay. So you know, I, I, the, oh no! It's my, my pre podcast spanking. I had a sore hand. Yes, thank you, thank you, Woody, for my. I'm glad that I didn't get here early. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why this is my spanking voice. <laughs> you yes. have multiple 
BDSM character. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> yeah, you is, also have the girl. This is the English. This is the American pervert, this, voice and not the German. This pervert. is Alan Rickman on helium voice. <laughs> yes, Potter, Harry Potter. Yes. Anyway, um, okay. so each week we rank the games on our list, and uh, we are up to this. Will bring us up to seventy-eight. Seventy-eight games we played in this forty-something episode. So. Uh, uh, who wants to kick us off here? Rosie, why don't you kick us off? All right. So Rosie will has, you remind me of what I've done? Rosie has four games that she's played with Woo! us. She's played, We're uh, going to have top five after this, you guys. Absolutely. In order from uh, best to worst, she has uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Snowboard Kids 2, Snowboard Kids, and Mario Party. All right, guys. I already alluded that I kind of like garbage by saying, but this game is number one for me. Whoa, better yes, than Banjo. Better than Banjo. Whoa. I have a cat named Banjo. I love Banjo. But there's just, like, and maybe it's just that, like I said, nostalgia thing of, like, or I remember what I was doing, and it was a good time in my life. But if I were to sit down, I would want to play this. I yeah. think it would be, like, an anti-anxiety type game for me, just because I want to go collect things. Nothing's actually hard. It's the opposite of the tropical freeze. Yeah. Like, nothing's actually hard. It's just a matter of grinding out. Yeah. Yeah. Things and uh, that's just my jam. I think that's fair. I can so hear that number argument. One. I can right. hear that argument, and it would probably work for my anxiety issues if the camera weren't so frustrating. Because that—that's like balancing yeah. out the Star, <laughs> spiking New, your anxiety. Stardew Valley. I absolutely agree. Or if we want to stay more on brand, Harvest Moon '64, uh, which yes. is the same game. Love that. We'll get to that. I had to like. Harvest Splain to all my friends about <laughs> that when they all start getting into Stardew Valley. Uh, I believe it's called Moon Splaining. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I just got counter splained. <laughs> yeah. Go, all right. Go for it, Neil. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I'm I'm also rating this pretty high in my list. Um, I've got I've developed my own list here, but it's limited. <laughs> it's more. It's smaller than you guys because it's limited by the games you guys have played so far and the games I have personally played so myself. The give us give us the top five and where Donkey Kong is. Okay. Well, it's right up in the top five. Nice. Whoa. Number one is Star Fox 64, because I remember great. playing that game a lot. It's pretty great. Donkey Kong 64 is number two. Number okay. two. Because, yeah. Siblings. Because, uh, well, I know it's very flawed, especially by today's standards. I remember, like, really really just enjoying playing this game and I expected the flaws back then because that was just pretty much part of the course back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I was more forgiving of them. And next is Banjo-Kazooie, Tetrasphere, and Pokemon Snap. Okay, nice. okay. Yeah. And, uh, Mine is close to Tetrasphere as well. My I... bottom one is Quest 64. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. I, I rented that once. Well, no. Once is all the time you need. <laughs> That's enough. I think That's I enough. rented it once, too. And yeah. was like, this Though is... I did get, definitely get farther than you guys did when you did the episode. I actually reached that ma- rogue magician. Maybe someday we can do like a charity thing where we try and play through that game like, <laughs> yeah. a little further. You know? like, yeah. a, money yes. like those people who do charity and play Desert Bus. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. All right, Woody. Where where is uh, Donkey Kong landed um, for you? Okay, so I mean, we all have memories of this game. It's I, I feel like part of this podcast is we're sort of trying to grade the games on today's. I mean, we just played them now. We're great. I want to grade them a little bit as if I was just playing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the aspects of this game are rough, as we've discussed. Um, I think it, yeah. If, if this is what you want, this is about this is your holy grail of games. If you want to run around <laughs> and collect stuff. There's no more stuff to collect than in Donkey Kong 64. It's very true. Um, and so what it does, it does well. It just probably does too much of it. I'm putting it at number 12. Wow. Um, Woo! Which is, uh, I think, right under Tetrisphere and above Spider-Man. It is, yes. Um, oh, my God. 
I'm going to be the villain here. Okay. Uh, people are going to be you're mad the, at me. You're the K-Rule of the, this podcast. Yes, I'm oh, going to yeah. come in and twist my mustache and uh, uh, say I'm putting this down uh, number 22, uh, mm. just above uh, Mega Man 64. Um, I just, I think even judging by the standards of 1999, I feel like there's some poor gameplay decisions. I feel like some yeah. of this stuff was rushed to get it out in time for Christmas. And I feel like a couple more months of development. Rare is such a talented developer, and they would go on and fix a lot of these issues with Banjo-Tooie and kind of reinvent themselves with Conquer. And I think a couple more months in the cooker, they could have really fixed a lot of these issues. I feel like the issues, though, are mostly based on there being too much stuff here, though. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you can... Exactly. And that's that's something, too. Like, the issues... They could have edited themselves yeah. a little bit. They could have cut some stuff down. So, yeah, it, it's going a little lower than you guys. It's number 22 for me, but... Uh, What's just ahead of it? Uh, so it's just... Uh-huh. Uh, NHL Breakaway 98. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. breaks my heart, it's, Steve. It's uh, you would rather game. play... It's below hockey game. I know. Well, we have to leave now. Note, I got to yeah. get out of this home. <laughs> and one of our longer episodes anyway. So we will uh, we will leave you all with the full-length Donkey Kong rap. But first, I want to thank Rosie and Neil. Our Neil, in particular, drove all the way up here to be on the show. And he brought us banana-flavored Pocky and an actual bunch of bananas, which is amazing. <laughs> banana-flavored yeah. Pocky, surprisingly delicious. 100% I was recommend. amazed by that because... Yeah. Uh, those banana flavored candies are usually the ones I pick around, like in the runts, you know. Oh, like, I love the banana yeah. flavor. Really? I feel like yeah. you can learn a lot about a person mm. based on their affection for banana flavored runts. Oh, banana flavoring, mm, yeah. false banana flavoring just tastes weird to me. It, just it is weird. It's weird but delicious. It just, yeah. That's why you guys are meant for each other. Yeah. You can sit together. <laughs> Woody will eat the banana runts. There you go. Will you eat the, the, other will ones? Eat the green runts? I will eat the green ones. Okay, yeah. I'll trade yeah, you my yeah. banana runs Aww, for your green There we go. Let's do guys. it. I feel yeah. like if we ever do like uh, live shows, we're going to have writers on our contracts where it's like, you just want a bowl of banana runs. <laughs> I just want a bowl of green runs. Yes. Wait, are green runs like what your first pick? No, they're not my first no, pick. I think it would be it's, red. It's red, pink. No, pink then red. Pink then red. Okay. Yeah, I, think red I think red then pink, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Or the grape ones. The grape ones. Ooh. Are Ooh. All right. This All right. Is we got to go. It's out of control. <laughs> Everyone, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we're on everything. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, tell your friends about us. Write a review. If you write a nice review, we will uh, read it. Why well, not? We'll send, send us you letters. We'll send you a grape in the mail. We'll send you one grape. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, uh, yes, so uh, write in. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, Ultra64podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on all the places. Drop us a line. Next week, we are playing International Track and Field 2000. So uh, I have an idea for that that I'm going to make us do, and I'm going to make Nicole do it too because she actually ran track, um, which <laughs> did not use her thumbs as much as I think this game's probably going to <laughs> if I know my track and field games at all. So uh, tune in for that, and we got a great couple of episodes coming up, so tune in. All right, everybody. Uh, we're finally here saying goodbye to you. Bye. Bye. We're the fourth member of the U64 crew. We're at least as good as rappers. Okay, yeah. at least as good as in the game. Yeah. All right. Bye, Hold everybody. on. Oh, we got... Ooh, <laughs> banana. <laughs> you had that in the pipe. <laughs> Bunch. 
Oh yeah, walnuts. 